Hey guys, welcome to Conversations from the Secret Place with Yolanda. Conversations we have with God in our quiet time. Conversations about this journey of faith that we are on. Shared experiences are truly the best. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, depending on the time and where you are listening to this from. I trust that we're all doing well. (laughs) I'll pause for effect just so you can answer me. Yeah, we're we're good. Fantastic. If you're not all good, then good news is that you are going to be good after listening to this. And if you're still not good, my dear, Jesus is the answer. Um, Oh, I hear somebody, oh, I, I hear, but I feel somebody saying, how are you, Yolanda? So, how am I? I am good. I am, I'm ecstatic, guys. You know, the the route to coming out of this lockdown, it's, it's sort of in sight. And I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Ooh, what am I going to do when, you know, the restrictions are lifted? Um, I'm going to go to a restaurant and eat. I don't know, what are you guys going to (laughs) do? So yeah, welcome to the fourth episode, Men versus Women. I've titled this the Clarity Episode and you will understand why shortly. So some of my conversations in The Secret Place involve asking God questions about the things I see happening in the world. I have a few journals, so I've got my prayer journal, I've got my dream journal and then I have my question journal and in the question journal given you know as you can guess from the type of journal it is it's a question journal and in this journal I like to write down questions that I have and over time I come back to write things that come to mind uh, the things that the Holy Spirit reveals to me based on those questions I have and I find that oh wow my questions have been answered and you know for some time now I've observed that there seems to be a lot of competition between men and women. And so that's been a question, you know, that I've I've been pondering on in my question journal. You know the movie Act Like a Woman, Think Like a Man. You know, good good movie. You know, it's funny. It's you know, it's it's, it's a funny movie. But it's like there's this weird obsession with trying to prove which gender is the best. Do we not get tired of these debates? Like, do are we not tired? And what's scary about these types of conversations I hear taking place is that, you know, it's one thing for the world to have outlandish views. But when I hear believers contributing to these outlandish views, it's scary. We all know the saying that goes, this is a man's world. Well, I've heard some add to it by saying that even the Bible agrees. Ah, shock, horror, right there. Shock, horror. Absolute shock, horror. And the scripture they'll use as a tag on is what Paul wrote in First Timothy 2 verse 12. But I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. So I asked the Holy Spirit to shed some light for me and he said, Yolanda, you know, unfortunately with 
a lot of these conversations that happen, there's a lot of culture being mixed with kingdom principles. And it's time for us to go back to the basics. It's time for us to run back to what his word says. A bit like how the church in Ephesus is told to go back to their first love. It's like, we know how to do all these other things. But at the core of it, do we really, are we are we even seeking, we know what the word says, but are we seeking for revelation as to how that word relates to us today? As to how the, how how am I meant to be seeing this, Lord? How am I meant to be viewing this? It's time we go back to that. But, you know, for too long, we've been running on our own knowledge, the things that we know. And we're like, yep, this is this and I'm going to run with it. So with that being said, you know, I wanted to understand more of that scripture and how that relates to us today, what that scripture means. So I went to read and study that, you know, that scripture and I wanted to share a few things. Having understood the context I have a different perspective or understanding if you like as to what Paul was saying as always context 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 what's my favorite word my favorite word is context context and so just a bit of context (laughs) at the time that Paul wrote this it was an instruction to Timothy it is said that there was a lot of heresy in Ephesus the teachings and the doctrines that had been laid out by Paul had been corrupted. There was a lot of idol worshipping of goddesses. Women were obsessed with how they looked and there was such a huge focus on being seductive. Like That was what women were focused on, being seductive. You know, and I'm not a, a theologian. You know, will I ever go to Bible school? Theologian, 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 theologian. Yeah, whatever. I am not one of them. (laughs) Will I ever go to Bible school? I don't know. You know, if God instructs me to, then I will. But for now, I don't know. So I'm only speaking based on my own understanding and what the Holy Spirit has revealed to me, which I will share again um, throughout this conversation. And I'm just sharing that, my conversations and this is a very, you know, broad subject, this whole men versus women and, you know, that whole scripture Paul, you know, wrote. It's a, it's a broad subject and I'm just scratching the surface and I'm using this particular subject to prod us into seeking clarity. Not just any type of clarity, but clarity from God. And I'm using this particular subject because it's one of those controversial subjects and it's one of those you know depending on which way you want to take it and how you want to see it it can go left right it can go wherever and so I think it's the perfect subject to use to emphasize the point that we need clarity from God and so having given you know the the background and the context of what was happening when Paul wrote that scripture um, I think that Whilst Paul was specifically addressing women, I think that at the core of what he was saying, he was saying that let everything be done decently and in order, which is a fundamental principle, a principle which was implemented by God when he created the world. I think that Paul was trying to lay out the parameters, not even trying to, I think he was laying out the parameters and the practical steps a church needs to take in order to prevent 
false doctrines from taking over as that was what was happening at the time. And it's the same thing in the first letter, uh, in his first letter to the Corinthians, when worshippers were abusing the gifts of the spirit. Paul made a clear statement, all things must be done decently and in an orderly fashion, for God is not the author of confusion, but the architect of peace. Paul was instructing Timothy concerning church conduct, the necessary qualities in elders and deacons, the responsibilities of pastors and teachers, the roles of men and women in the body of Christ and in their home environment. Note that when we talk of roles, we're not talking about gender roles specifically. We're talking about functions. And I will get to the whole, you know, functions um, conversation. I'll just, again, scratch the surface with that later on. And so Paul was instructing on the need to challenge false teachers and insubordinate church members. Paul lays out an established God-given order that should be adopted within every church community. And, you know, in the verse that we read, I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. Although this verse appears contentious, I believe Paul was simply stating that women should not behave in a disorderly or disruptive manner, that their behaviour in church and at home should mirror inner virtue and grace. We should desire to strive for peace. We should desire and strive for peace. I think that he was reminding these believers of the fundamental principles of decency and order, both at home and within a church gathering as implemented by God in the beginning. Unfortunately, you know, we have those that have interpreted the verse to say that women should never be permitted to teach. And I'm sure they have their reasoning for that. And, you know, that's that's that based on their own understanding and what's been revealed to them, you know. But once again, I I think that would contradict other passages of scripture. You know, we read in Acts that at one point Priscilla instructed Apollos. Many other women engaged in certain responsibilities and service within the church body. But I think the, the point that Paul was trying to make is that these ministries should always be overseen by responsible elected elders. And this is based on, you know, why is it responsible uh, elected elders? This is based on the order of creation, how things were created and the, the how that order was set. And I agree with that. You know, we see the following women. There was Anna, who was a prophet. It is said that Anna never left the temple. The way she is described in Luke 2 verse 36 to 38 shows how much she, how much respect and veneration she commanded. Her words resonated with all. You know, it doesn't say her her words resonated with just women. It says her words resonated with all. She lived a life of prayer and fasting. There was also Tabitha. Her Greek name uh, was Dorcas. She was always doing good, went about helping all. When she died, people wept. Again, not women wept. All wept. People wept. Because she was loved by both men and women. And you know, very few women were raised from the dead and brought back to life. Tabitha was one of them. 
And then you've got good old Esther. I say good old Esther because I say good old Esther. You know, we love Esther. We love Queen Esther. But, you know, because she's the two that you always hear, Esther and Ruth. But, you know, just just to say that there are other amazing women, you know, in the Bible. Like There are other amazing women in the Bible. Esther's phenomenal. <laughs> but, yeah, good old Esther. We see in Esther 5, the king says in verse 3, what is it, Queen Esther? What do you want to ask me? I will give you as much as half of my kingdom. Note that half does that. So far, looking at those three, do these three women sound like women who were not allowed to speak? He wants to give a half. Do, do these sound like women who were denied access? Women that were denied right to speak does it does it sound like that and you know the the misuse of scripture is a part of today's wider issue in general the misuse of scripture is part of today's wider issue of culture being mixed with kingdom principles and in turn it fuels it fuels some of these i don't want to say silly debates but i'm going to say silly debates and it, it in turn fuels some of these silly debates, such as men versus women. You know, society pits men and women against each other. And it's unfortunate if we join in as believers. You know, I love what is said about Priscilla and her husband, Aquila. It is said that when Apollos didn't understand something, they didn't publicly shame him. Instead, Priscilla and her husband took Apollos aside and they explained things to him. This is in Acts 18, um, 24, 6, uh, 24 to 26. It said, both Aquila and Priscilla possessed an in-depth understanding of doctrine learned from Paul. Let me read that again. If you, if we're still on this, you know, can, um, let me read that again so you can take it in. It says, both Aquila and Priscilla, both Aquila and Priscilla possessed an in-depth understanding of doctrine and in depth in depth that the understanding was very inner 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 it was deep they possessed an in-depth understanding of doctrine learned from paul and this husband and wife team was able to pass it on to another christian and build him up in the faith they were a team and I think this is a beautiful example of what a marriage should be like. You are a team. Both of you are a team. And we know that saying there's no I in team. There's no I. We are a team. You know, the whole women have their positions is one of those eye roll topics. You know, I believe that society and culture assign positions, but kingdom assigns gifts that in turn allow us to move into positions and those positions aren't limited to gender and this is why you can have a woman who's an incredible engineer and a man who's an amazing chef as you said chef who's an amazing chef <laughs> you know but society will tell you that <laughs> only women should cook you know it's these little things but because of how We've mixed culture and kingdom. We've become so focused on who does what. 
And this isn't to be confused with the different strengths God gave men and women respectively. That's completely different. But in terms of, you know, when we talk about all these positions, 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 it, it's, there's, there's I, and I hear this, I think there's a, a time and a place for it. So I think the only issue is when we take it out of context and we now use it to put each other down. Does that does that make sense? There's a time and a place for some of these things. But when we now use it against one another to put each other down, that's where I think it's like, mm, really? Really? You know, there are some things that I can do better. or so, there's, It's not even I can do better. There are some things that, based on how I've been created, based on how I've been formed, and I'm going to get to this whole function and form thing, you know, in a little bit. I'm, actually, I'm about to get into it now. But there's this whole, what I am formed and functioned to do for a particular field, I'm, I'm, I'm for that field. That, that is, you know, that's, that's what I'm, I've been formed and that's my function. But I think that we are so focused on who does what and who should do what. We lose focus on these on these amazing things that we can do when we work as a team so that brings me to this whole part i've just mentioned of form versus function my cousin's husband gave me a fantastic breakdown uh on this and i'm going to do uh, an instagram live in days or weeks to come with him to further explore this topic because you know as i said it's such a broad topic and there are layers to it there's the socio-economic aspect, there's the political agenda aspect, and then there's the spiritual aspect. And, you know, he's got some great stuff to share. So he gave me this breakdown and I'll get him to go over it again um, because I'm just going to touch on it briefly. Um, so, you know, God created man, the spirit of man, you know, which was essentially a formless structure without life. And God breathed into it, giving it life. Genesis 2 verse 7 to 9 he breathed life into that spirit and it became a living soul the Hebrew word uh, nefesh I hope I'm pronouncing that right boy I should have I should have checked (laughs) nefesh which means soul he became nefesh he became soul so we have the two out of the three you know spirit soul body so we've got the spirit and the soul there when we talk of form versus function we're talking about creation versus formation what something is functioned to do is based on how it's created or what it's created for and the form it takes is based on how it's formed men and women are created the same right we're created the same but we are formed differently in terms of our function our function is different so god created man and the woman is derivative is a derivative of a man. We both have the same source. It's just Eve's entry point was just different. We have the same source, created the same. But how we are formed is different. What we were created for is different. How we function is different. And the confusion comes. And I think the confusion is that many of us are trying to choose what we want to function as. And we're also forgetting 
what we were created for. And that's where the friction comes when we're trying to function as something that we were not, you know, that's that's not what I was created for. And the whole point of that, you know, breakdown and explanation is to show that we shouldn't waste time trying to outdo each other. Men and women have a have different functions and that's okay. And it's okay that those functions are different. You know, I wasn't formed to think like a man. I don't want to think like a man. You know, and that's okay. I wasn't I wasn't formed to function like a man either. And that's fine. See, when we waste time with these gender wars, we forfeit the opportunity of having formidable homes, of being formidable teams. You know, I called this the uh, the clarity episode because it's time we stopped tagging onto every trend and movement and let's find out what God says about these movements. All these debates, there are many other debates happening, but I just chose to have a conversation about this one in particular because I think there's a lot more to it. And as I said, I'm just scratching the surface and I'm using this subject to cause us to think, you know, to say, let's sit down and ask ourselves, where do some of these ideas and thoughts come from? Is it the word of God or is it something I've taken in from the world? And, you know, I have been guilty in the past of tagging onto movements and ideas that aren't biblically supported and it's dangerous. Certain, it creates certain it creates mindsets and perceptions that don't glorify wow i just i just my zoom fully just came out that don't glorify that don't glorify (laughs) that don't glorify or honor god and this whole men versus women you know this this we now have the, the issues of submission and the misconceived perception of what submission is And, you know, that's a whole other topic. But let me tell you this one thing. What I can tell you is that I cannot wait to submit to my husband. Why? Because he will be a man submitted to God. So all that talk of, oh, men don't want women to shine. I won't be partaking in all of that. I can't relate. I will not be able to relate. None of that. And that's all there is to it. That's 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 my take on that matter. And you know, like I said, it's a broad subject. I can't I can't emphasize this anymore. It's a broad subject and there's more to it. And I am using this particular topic to cause us to rethink some of the ideas that we have that hey God. And even if it's a case that maybe at one point that that perception or that mindset made sense at one point, let's ask God that today, Lord. What are you saying in regards to this today? You know, I've never heard in my life of people arguing as to, you know, which is important to a car, the battery or the engine. Like, does that even make sense? I've never heard anyone having that argument. Battery is more important than the engine. And, you know, if you know of any of any debates like that, and, you know, I'm actually going to research if there's any argument like that. But for me, it's like they're both important. They both have different functions, but they're both important. So if we understand that about a car and the differences between a battery and an engine, how they are important to the function of a, of a car. Like, why can't we understand that about men and women? We understand that in order for the body of Christ to function well, it requires 
this part and and this part it requires part a and part b both are important in the functioning of the body of christ for me it's that simple like i just i i don't know i i really don't know again this is a broad subject and i feel like i need to keep saying this just so we understand that you know this is scratching the surface so there are areas that i haven't you know covered and i haven't touched on but i'm using this particular subject again for the third time or maybe fourth to prod us into seeking clarity and not just any type of clarity but clarity from god because really in the times we are living now the focus should be on winning souls and advancing the kingdom and you know last week i did a write-up uh following on from episode three just going over a few tips that can aid us in strengthening our intimacy with god And the last aid I mentioned was spending time in his word. I said that in a world where there are many constantly changing ideologies, it's easy to get swept away by the wrong ones. The way to remain rooted is by knowing what the word of God says. When we do not know what the word of God says, we cannot challenge practices that contradict his word. We have to learn to refer to scripture and study the scriptures for ourselves. This is how we develop unwavering faith, a faith that is not easily shaken or confused. And I I mentioned three scriptures. Uh, Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And then we've got Psalm 119 verse 105 says your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path and then we've got hebrews 4 verse 12 which says for the word of god is alive and powerful it is sharper than any two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit between joint and marrow it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires you know let his word be our guide his undiluted word you know some of these debates i just wondered like how does it help us? How does it help us? How does it help us? You know, there's, and as I mentioned, that there's, there's a place, there's a place to say certain things, but let's not use the word of God to put each other down. And there's a difference between correcting and, you know, showing someone the right thing to do. You can, you can show someone how to do something right without putting them down, without using, you know, you know, it's a whole other subject. Oh my goodness. You know, I remember this is now I'm just, I am digressing. I remember um, a few years back, you know, <laughs> I was part of a group and, you know, one of the guys in a group, we were, and, you know, we was filling each other, you know what I mean? We was filling each other. <laughs> and so, you know, we wanted to hang out. But, you know, the time that we chose to hang out wasn't, it wasn't appropriate then. You know what I mean? Because, obviously, you know, it wasn't, it was many years back, you know, the time then. It wasn't an appropriate time to get. And so, you know, the leaders of that group you know, said, you know, actually, we don't want you hanging out at, you know, at such and such o'clock. It's not good. But you know, the one thing that kind of, that, not even kind of, but that irritated me, and I was looking at the leader, and I was like, dude, really? Is that the leader was like, you know, 
Holy Spirit is da 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 da. And I was like, no, not in my head. No, not Holy Spirit. Just say that you as an adult do not see it to be appropriate. Don't use the Holy Spirit to now buttress your point. Like just say it as it is, unless the Holy Spirit has given you something to say. And that's just a thing of like, let's not use the word of God to to make like to just anyway. <laughs> it's yeah. It's a lot. It's it's a lot. So I'm gonna pray, you know. Let's pray. I think this is a good time to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word that is a lamp onto our feet, guiding us and giving us direction. Father, I pray that we do not become entangled in conversations or debates that bear no fruit. The conversations and debates that do not bring glory to your name. May we stay away from those. May we look to you to show us the truth. May we look to you to be the light in the areas of darkness in our minds. Father, as we look to you for clarity, may we have teachable spirits. May we accept correction where we need to. May we only focus on the things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, things that are of good report. May we think on these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I said amen. (laughs) I just blew my own cover. Oh, yo. Do you know, guys, I haven't mastered how to, um, how to trim sound or how to, like, edit parts and add in new sound or, I just, or, like, re-record on top of sound. I don't know how to do that yet. But I can't believe I just said, did I say, amen? I said, amen. Oh, man. I just, I like the ending of, oh, man. It just sounds so... so put together anyway guys take care enjoy i hope you've enjoyed and i hope you've taken something from it until next time god bless thank you for listening in to this episode of conversations from the secret place with yolanda i look forward to the next conversation take care god bless